Hey girls and boys, you're listening to Here's the Mojo with Joey Duhan and Tegan Bowden. And today we're going to go over some things that we've noticed and some things that we think about a ton and uh, it should be interesting. So uh, let's get started on a word that I have been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, this word is church and no, not the not the Bible, Jesus church. This actually is a word to fill in the place of cool. Uh, T, go ahead and tell them about it for a second. All right, so uh, here on UrbanDictionary.com, the word church, not, once again, not religious building, uh, it's known as a word that must be used by itself. Uh, It's similar to good, cool, perfect, or awesome, or sweet. Uh, It cannot be used in the middle of a sentence, however. So, basically, this is just a substitute to use for the word cool. However... Uh, there is a wrong way to say it. For example, if a person A says, uh, did you see the game last night? The second person says, yeah, LeBron was so church, man. That would be incorrect. That's not the yeah, way to say it Yeah, that's not good. See, the thing about church that I find really interesting is the, uh, the way that, that you can just, you know, use it and, uh, but it's, it's got so many rules, but it's such a short word, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's got so many rules because you can't, you can't just say it in the middle of a sentence. You gotta say it one word. It's gotta be a one-word thing. Alright, so a, a correct example of how to use the word would be something along the lines of... Oh. Uh, what's up, man? Do you have a lighter? I'll give you five dollars. Deal. The man takes it and lights a cigarette and says one word church doesn't say it doesn't say cool because church is cooler than cool it's a different level i find that really really interesting and i'm gonna start using this word in my everyday life so thank you urbandictionary.com it's been fabulous let's move on uh teak let's talk about something i know you've been thinking a lot about it lately uh let's talk about triangles and how you feel on them all right so something i realized uh it all started in Mr. Crossland's class on Thursday, just real quick. Mr. Crossland is the sophomore history teacher. Uh, he's a fantastic teacher. He somehow manages to make taking notes an enjoyable experience, and I can have uh, other sophomore people tell me and uh, back me up on that. Nice. So anyway, it all uh, started in Mr. Crossland's class on Thursday. So I was talking with uh, my good buddy Gabe Morgan, and um, I told him, so whenever you have a pencil, Imagine a triangle, but the top is cut off, so it's kind of like a triangle with a flat top, right? And so, uh, no matter how sharp a pencil is, you can't ever make it perfectly sharp, so it's always technically flat at the end. If you zoom in, make it a lot bigger, there's always going to be a flat top. So, if you look at the image of a flat top, imagine a diagonal line, a horizontal line, and another diagonal line going back down. Uh, there's a sharp angle created at the uh, vertex of the horizontal line and the diagonal line. However, since we know that a uh, an angle, based on how a triangle cannot be pointed, it's going to be flat at the top, uh, that angle created is actually another flat line. And Wait so a you, minute. Yeah, it's, it's pretty strange when you think about it's it. It's a quadrilateral. Quadri- quadrilateral. So... When uh, that other angle is actually a flat surface, it creates two more angles. And uh, you might want to try drawing a diagram of this at home to help you out. Obviously, I can't show you the pictures over the podcast, (laughs) but I can explain. 
So it creates another flat angle, which in turn creates two more vertexes. So that keeps continuing and flattening out for every new angle created infinitely. So technically, it creates a curve. That's truly epic, Teague. And who did you say you were telling us to? Uh, my good friend Gabe Morgan. Hmm. He actually Great sent uh, one of the letters last not, time. Oh, wow. Yeah, hmm. I remember that name. That's from Lincoln, Nightmares. Nebraska. Oh, well, okay. All right, so continuing on. So, based off of that point, triangles aren't actually triangles because they're not just three lines. They're multiple lines. So they're basically just weird circles or ovals. Whoa. So the idea of triangles exist. In your mind, you can think of a perfect triangle. However, they can't exist physically because no matter what you draw, even if it's with a computer program, it's always still going to be flat at the top. As much as you zoom in, there's always going to be a little bit of flat at the top, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, kind of like how the, the set, like two dimension and one dimension can exist as an idea, but uh, not physically. Because huh. you always yeah. think like a paper's two D, right? But it's, but it's got it's, it's some not, kind of right. measurement. It's got a little bit, side. little bit of height. You know, yeah. So uh, the second dimension is just length and width, but no depth. And the paper still has depth, like uh, we already said. So it cannot <laughs> that's, be. That's weird to think 2D. about. How paper has depth. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one dimension, it's actually just length. There's no width. So it's an infinite line, but you can't but see it because there's no width yeah. to the line. Yep. Wow. And then there's also. Uh, <laughs> don't know if this one actually exists, but uh, zero dimension, which is just a point with no length or width. Uh, based off of that, graphing and math is also incorrect. That's weird. Because here's the thing. Whenever you graph, wow. you're going to be making points on the graph, right? Yeah. To figure out exactly. where you're tracing the line. But you can't. The points are, they have to be exact values or a zero dimension, just a straight point. But they're not. When you draw it, you can see the point on the paper. So that point isn't actually just taking up the value 1. Taking up the value 1, 1.1, and 0 0.9. Yep, exactly. That's so, a lot of math. Wow. Yeah. It's probably not uh, what's normally on your podcast, but I thought it might be interesting hey, to discuss. Hey, makes the listeners think, am I right? <laughs> then uh, also, when you're graphing a line, technically, since that line is based off of exact values, it's supposed to be a one-dimensional line, which once again is a line with only length and no width. However, you can't do that. So, all graphing is technically incorrect. <laughs> the uh, only way we could have a one dimension and zero dimension would be with something with no length and width, an exact utensil to write with. However, that also can exist. The only way that could happen is if we had an infinitely sharp pencil that always was a point and not a flat tip. But once again, it's not possible. So, theoretically though, a perfectly sharp pencil would have infinite length, and this is why. So if you think about a parabola, it's a curve in math, Yeah, exactly. it's always infinitely approaching a point, but it's never touching that point. So the parabola stretches on into infinity, yep. because it's always getting slightly and slightly closer to that point, but it never hits it. Yeah, exactly. So, if we have a regular pencil with a flat tip, like what we were saying before, uh, and we start to quote-unquote sharpen it, uh, but when we start to sharpen it, we zoom in and we see, no matter how sharp it may be physically, that it's still flat at the top. So we have to continue sharpening over and over again. So that means it continues forever, because no matter how much we zoom in, it continues to sharpen. Yeah, exactly. That's a sharp um, pencil, Teague. Uh, wow. But however, 
physically, this also isn't possible, because if we continue sharpening it forever, we'll continue to sharpen it so small that it'll get smaller than atoms itself. <laughs> Think about that for a second. A pencil tip smaller than atoms. That's like... I, I think I looked it up once. I think like 75 atoms make up a tip of a strand of hair. Maybe not. I don't know. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah, they're so, small. Anyway, back to that. Obviously, we can't make materials that's smaller than what makes up materials. Yeah. So, that's not possible at all. However, theoretically, if we were to have a pencil that was perfectly sharp, if somehow atoms were infinitely small, um, then the tip of the pencil would be infinite, stretching off into space. So, even if you did have an infinitely sharp pencil, you couldn't even write with it, because the tip would be stretching off into infinity. And who knows what would break it. <laughs> this is true. Exactly, that's a long pencil, and a small pencil. Something, yeah, wow. Yeah, so that's what I got on triangles. That's, that, I have thought more in the past five minutes than I have all week. Uh, I haven't thought much all week. <laughs> uh, next, Teague, uh, we gotta talk about little thing that I like to call humor rules. Humor rules? Yeah, humor rules. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I know a lot of comedians have their own takes on it. But um, uh, today we're going to basically discuss on what we think about humor rules. By that I kind of mean what is on limits and off limits in the humor world, because I know there's a lot of things that can be offensive, and those are those jokes can be totally stupid. But some things are funny, you know, just for the sake of being funny. Right. So, I know that uh, some people make Holocaust jokes, which are like... Well, pretty insensitive. Yeah, yeah, pretty insensitive. Same with 9-11 jokes. And uh, we're not going anywhere that serious today. Uh, today we're talking more about, um, on the lines of, when the insult is right and when the insult is not. And, uh... It's a, and that kind of thing is formed with this little bond I like to call trust and friendship. Uh, sometimes you can be friends with somebody and be like super close friends with someone, but then like insult them. And uh, you, you thought that it didn't mean any harm, but you know, you don't know what kind of day they're having. Exactly. So, uh, so sometimes when I'm like saying something and I'm like, oh darn, that's like, <laughs> that's like not a... <laughs> That's like not a good thing to say. Uh, even though I thought that the atmosphere was fine before then, you know, sometimes after that I get kind of, I get kind of worked up because I'm kind of trying to figure out through my life what's funny and what's not. Because I mean, obviously different things are funny to different people, but we gotta. I feel like everybody, people as a whole, should decide on, on a few certain topics that are always funny. I think that's right, because oftentimes, uh, even I'll have trouble running into um, making jokes, and they're not good jokes, yeah. and no one laughs. And so if we had kind of a, a rule book for humor, it's things that were generally accepted as funny, without being too, I guess, bland? Exactly. The perfect joke. Right. So if we had some more uh, guidelines for creating good jokes, that would make it easier. Yeah, and we're, exactly. not, we're not trying to say... All like jokes that wouldn't follow these rules are bad jokes because, yeah. as horrible as it is, there are some funny jokes that are pretty offensive. Yeah, exactly. But we're just gonna say, for basic standard outline of jokes, 
the basic principles. So, what are they? Well, I think etiquette has one thing to do with it. Like, like uh, what's typical of uh, what's typical of people like you? What's typical of uh, people in a certain environment? I feel like that's important to making the perfect joke. I also feel like there's certain things that are just funny to everyone around the entire globe. And I've been thinking a lot about that. I haven't come up with a few, uh, with uh, that many specific ones, but um, a lot of people think um, tickles are funny. I think it's more of a nerve thing. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you can't joke about tickles and then yeah, exactly. funny. It has to be physical. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. And, um, hmm, just... Oh, yeah. When people talk about things that, like, you wouldn't normally talk about in that situation, you're kind of just like... <laughs> right, jokes that are kind of out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, those are usually funny. Like sitcom jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, like, um... Just jokes that have to oh inside jokes inside jokes are wonderful inside jokes are wonderful because uh because it's only you and one person or a few people that share it and uh it's it's not as much of like a funny like i'm funny thing it's more of like a yeah friendship (laughs) all right because inside jokes can be something incredibly specific and strange and not even funny to people on the outside Inside jokes are more about the experiences people share when making those jokes. Yes, exactly. Or making those points. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, like, someone could have an inside joke about, I don't know, for instance, uh, tiny jars. Oh, yeah. Which seems incredibly random and out of the blue. But, hey, someone could have had a strange experience happen with tiny jars. And any time they say that or see one, it makes them laugh. Yeah, and, like... Then the two people in the room who are who think tiny jars are funny, <laughs> who think tiny jars are funny, they'll uh, they'll make everybody else in the room laugh because I mean even though they don't know what's going on, they still find laughter hilarious. And I think laughter is the all-time best joke because no matter right. what kind of joke gets to the person's ears, laughter always makes someone else laugh. Like you could be laughing at something really offensive, and someone who would be offended by it could just hear the laughter and right. laugh. Because something I find a lot of times is uh, I'll hear two people making a joke, but I won't hear what the joke is. Yeah. And then they'll just start laughing incredibly hard. And it'll just make me laugh, too. Because yeah, exactly. it's laughter's contagious. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, and it also depends on who's laughing, though. Yeah, there's some people, some people have funny laughs. Some people have very some people contagious have an- laughs. Some people have annoying laughs. Yes. <laughs> some, people some people do have, have annoying great laughs. laughs. Some people have great laughs, Jake. And, um... Uh, and uh, next, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, something that's going on in all of our lives right now, all of our high school lives, that I actually didn't think that much about until this year because I've never been in high school before. I'm what uh, you call a freshman. <laughs> it's my ninth grade year. So uh, this little thing is called finals, and uh, finals are really, really stupid. Yes. They are. I mean, just all out. And, like, especially, like, if you have, like, a teacher that, you know, you know. But I think finals, to me, are, um, are more of, like, a, like a, it's not as much of, like, were you listening? It's more of a, 
Were you understanding? Well, right. And I mean, that's what school is supposed to be. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the main issues with school now. It's that you have so many opportunities to learn it later that you don't learn it in the moment. Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, all kids have to be able to just learn like that. But at the same time, I feel like you should be able to. Yeah. And that's also the part uh, part of the fault of teachers, because some teachers are not uh, as good as teaching as others might be. And I mean, no teacher is perfect, but some teachers can get you to remember things better uh, than other teachers can. Yeah, exactly. Um, like through, uh, like a teacher, um, did you have Mr. Respect? You have Mr. Respect. I did have Mr. Respect. Yeah, she, um, she made us remember that. Do you remember the Boston Tea Party? I do. That, my friends, is why I will never forget the Boston Tea Party, because we did this whole thing where, like, the teachers dressed up as Indians or something, and then we all, like, which, and then we all <laughs> ran in and, uh, and, like, spilled the tea everywhere, and the tea was, like, paper bags or something. You know what's interesting about that? When I had Mr. Respect, I didn't do that. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to think about how teachers can get you to remember different things, and also how they're not uh, stuck on one path. Yeah. Because they can alter the way they teach in other years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do remember when I had Mr. Rispe, um, there was this poem, the Paul Revere poem. Yeah. And I remember, I don't know why exactly, but I memorized the entire poem, and I recited it to the class. And it was just like, we repeated it so much in class, and I, I was like always hearing it, I just, I don't know, I just got it memorized. Yeah, exactly, me too. It was like... I don't remember it now. I was like, listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere on the 18th of April in 75. Hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. He said to his friend, if the British march by land or sea from the town tonight, hang a lantern aloft in the belfry tower, art of the old north tower as a signal light. One if I land, and two, two if I see, see, and I, on the opposite shore, shall be ready to ride and, and spread, spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm for the country folk to be a, up in alarm. Yeah, I guess I do remember it. Well, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's like interesting. what sticks in your head and what doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, so back to finals. For those of you, if we have any uh, younger listeners out there, a final is basically a test you take at the halfway point of the year and the very end of the year. And the whole idea behind finals is it's a big test, testing you over everything that you've already uh, learned throughout the year. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my main issue with it is some teachers will give you finals that actually make you learn. Not, well, they actually have to, you have to remember everything to take them. And although those finals are more challenging, I feel like those finals are, they mean more. Because some teachers give you finals that are kind of a joke, and although those are easy, it's like, why are you giving it's me like, a final? It's like, why am I in this class? If well, yeah, why, are you, why are you giving me a final? If it's, finals, if it's easy, just don't make us do it. Yeah, even though finals are stupid, they kind of make you feel like you're doing something in the class, which is a good feeling because you don't yeah. want to go to school for nothing. Right. Exactly. My, uh, my next topic um, is trees. We won't talk too long about this topic. It's just... It's something that I love, and I'm going to make a podcast specifically on trees later. But I love trees. Just a little sneak peek right now? Yeah, a little sneak peek. (laughs) Um, uh, But I love trees because I am very pale-skinned, 
and trees are like awesome. They're like huge, tall little people that like look over you and protect you from the sunlight, but you can still be outside and get sunlight for that nutrients, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, trees are just awesome. And I love houses that are surrounded like by trees like mine. And uh, as much as I love the sunlight, I hate it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not really up to you. Yeah. If you were born with something that makes it where you can't be around sunlight that often, then I yeah, mean, exactly. you can't be around sunlight that often. But um, I love trees. Trees are great. Yeah, trees are amazing. And something else that's insane about trees is, uh, like they said, they provide the service for you where they block out most of the sunlight without blocking out all of the sunlight. But at the same time, they're using that sunlight that they're blocking out to help themselves yeah, grow. Yeah, they just slur slurp up the sunlight and they're just like photosynthesis yeah it's it's incredible really just how everything works together like that yeah exactly and um another topic is uh mail uh i read some letters last week uh and i might uh read one at the end of this week if i have time but um mail i've been thinking about it a lot lately along with everything else in this video in this podcast <laughs> and um mail is a it's it's there's a lot of mail right now because you know it's it's christmas and it's a it's um it's the mailing season people are mailing christmas cards people are mailing presents people are mailing um you know just random things right and um i've th I started thinking about it because i saw my mail lady delivering mail and um i just saw her and i don't know how she keeps it so organized she has like does she have like a pouch for like every like house address that's an interesting thought because recently uh, i did have packages delivered to my house and i saw the the truck that pulled up outside and i looked in uh the window of the truck and it's just one driver and then the seat next to him is filled with packages just stacked on top of each other and no order just no rhyme or reason to it just a huge mound of packages and i have a feeling it's the same way in the back of the truck Exactly. So my question is, do they just organize everything beforehand into like the little groups that people uh, that they're delivering to? Cause they they have to, right? Because there's no way if they go to every single house, they're like, oh, it's this person. Let me search through my entire store of uh, gifts and uh, packages to make sure I get everything that they have. So they have to keep them together. But at the same time, how do they make sure they don't forget anything? Because it's they keep the packages together, but it's not in, like I said, it's not ordered. It's like huge yeah. piles of them. So what if one, like, a smaller package slips underneath some other ones? Yeah. Are you going like, to remember? I don't know, but the funny thing is, they do lose mail sometimes, but not as much as I would if I was a mail carrier. Right? It just like, seems bizarre that they have that much, like, unorganization, but somehow they still manage to I mean, that seems that. like an underrated job. That's a job, ladies and gentlemen. That is mm -hmm. a job... That um, and they get paid. They get paid a decent amount, so that's good. Not... Yeah, something that I think uh, kind of sad that it's been more undervalued lately. But um, just mailing letters, because the I mean, obviously the reason is mailing letters always took a long time. Yeah. And now we have emails and texts. And yeah, exactly. Call someone on the phone and talk with them directly. But I think there's something really special about getting a letter in the mail. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, a lot of people still get letters around Christmas time or their birthday from relatives who live farther away, like uh, birthday cards, Christmas cards, get some money, uh, 
quick I love you yeah. through letters. And there's always something nice about that. But I don't think I've ever gotten a letter from just a friend. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. trying to dog on anyone, be like, oh, I don't get letters. But if you think about <laughs> I don't it, get it's letters like. letters from you. It's, it's just there's something so special about getting a letter that why don't. Why don't people do it more often? Yeah. And I mean... It's a physical thing. Right. And not just like, oh, I wrote this and then you hand it to them. Like, sending it through the postal service and delivering it. Because even if it's not immediate, there is something really special about opening up a piece of paper written by someone and just reading what they wrote. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... Uh... What was I going to say about it? Um, letters kind of, uh... They're, yeah, they're physical things, and uh, people love physical things, which is why it's so surprising to me that um, that uh, that we don't use letters as much as we used to. And uh, another thing about letters is that, um, I don't know when it's starting, but uh, stamps are becoming, uh, they're coming from 50 cents to 55 cents. Really? Which I don't know when that's starting, but it's starting sometime soon for the United States of America's. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, that's, I guess that's how mail works. <laughs> mail is a, is a very interesting thing. It's very mysterious. It might not, it, it, I mean, I used to think that there were holes in the mailboxes and the letters would fall, go down a little letter slide hmm. and, and then pop straight back up into the other, the other mailboxes. But I guess that's not how it works because I guess... People just aren't as fun as I used to think they were. <laughs> the world is full of imagination when you're a child. And then now it's full of, like... Realism. Realism and, like, trucks that bring mail. Ugh. Whatever. Um, Alright, next. Um, before you start your next topic, uh, I wanted to interrupt you. I've heard uh, some stories about an injury that you sustained recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was... It might be called an injury, but it was, it was really... <laughs> There's a funny little thing, uh, an apple got thrown at my eye, uh, and it hit my eye, and uh, for some reason, that apple gave me a concussion, which, I don't know if you know what a concussion is, but it's a little funny thing, uh, also referred to as minor brain damage, where your brain gets kind of knocked around for a second, and then it, like, needs to be jump-started, and it's like, what? And then you're just kind of like... Yeah, you're kind of, like, tired and, like, dizzy, and you forget stuff for, like, a couple of days. And so, that kind of sucks, but honestly, it sucked, but now I have this really great story, because... Right, you gained an experience. Exactly, I gained a great experience, because, I mean, this apple being thrown at my head, it wasn't like a baseball being thrown at my head, because that'd be... I mean, everyone gets in the hit, gets hit with baseballs, but I got hit with an apple. You know how cool that is? My doctor said that this one is going in the books, and I was like, yes. So, uh... Yeah, maybe be able to, uh, tell your children or grandchildren if you ever have any exactly. story. Like, uh, <laughs> gathering around right. a chair, like the grandpa's rocking chair, like, Grandpa, tell us the story about the apple. And, and then it's like, oh, talk oh. to them in third person. Well, one time, Grandpa. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's the apple thing. It's the apple of my eye. I feel like if Newton... Uh, got hit in the head with an apple that hard, he would have like forgotten all of his thoughts on gravity, because uh, you know. Perhaps. Um, one more thing, before we get to that, uh, something I would like to spread the awareness of, I guess, uh, saying it like that. 
So, something that I've experienced uh, recently with my good friend uh, Joey Duhon from Here's the Mojo with Joey Duhon, uh, I have experienced a great new thing, and that is uh, taking walks and talking. Oh yeah. So, I think the main benefit of this is obviously talking with other people is extremely helpful. Someone you trust, uh, let them know what's going on in your life, yeah, exactly. and explain to them like things, issues you've been having in your life. And it's always, it's just so refreshing, and it, may, it feels like you're taking a weight off your back, and that's always great. But I think especially walking and talking, there's just something about the physical activity of going out and moving, and that if you're sitting inside, and you're, walk, and you're not walking, and you're just talking, I mean, there's still conversation that can be had there, and it's good, and I mean, that's what we're doing right now, yeah. this podcast. However, um... When you're sitting inside and you're uh, talking, if you run out of things to talk about, you just kind of sit there. Yeah, you kind of... There's nothing really to do. But when you're walking and talking, if you don't have anything to think about or anything to say... That's cool, because you'll walk past it. You get get to keep walking. Yeah. And uh, walking can also um, spur thoughts in your brain, I've found. Um, And plus, walking obviously is a very healthy thing to do, to get exercise and go out and uh, be in the fresh air. And the sight of nature can calm you yeah the sight of nature is great i love squirrels which are great animals i mean they bite holes in things sometimes but i think they're adorable so just just a recommendation from this podcast if you ever something's ever getting you down feel free to go find someone you know and walk and talk with them. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you walk. Walk around your neighborhood, take a hike or something. You just go do it. Yeah, yeah it's, go do it. It's just really refreshing, and uh, I highly recommend it, as does Joey. Oh, yeah, as does. That's a phrase. That is a phrase. Cool. All right. Well, uh, lastly, I'm going to read this letter that I've, uh, I actually have opened before, <laughs> unlike last time. Uh, uh, this letter was from last time, correct? This, yeah, this letter was from last time. It's written... Uh, who is it Who is it from? In pen, which is... It's from... Oh, that's on the back. Okay. Yeah. Um, written in uh, pink pen. Re- written in pink pen. And it was written on the 27th of December. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's the 17th. Wait. Wait a minute. This is what? from the future. <laughs> okay, so Teague and I got a letter from the future. Um, directed to Joey. Yeah, course. directed to Joey, I guess. Uh, okay, so this is kind of a love letter, I guess. It's really weird. Um, well, let's read it. Yeah, let's read it. <laughs> Joey Duhon, comma. I'm in love, L-O-V-E, uh, capitalized, with your uh, show. Not to sound creepy, but I want to spend every <laughs> Monday night... By your side, listening to your sweet, smooth voice while listening to "My Heart Will Go On" from Titanic, with with me and Rose and you and Jack. Wait, <laughs> I can't read. Where are you? Yeah, me as Rose and you as Jack. Wow, that's okay. And uh, my mine's the <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, let's get through it, Joey. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't want to... Here, here, let me... Yeah. Alright, so... uh, With me as Rose, and you as Jack, mine's the part where you die, and we can just go to a fancy dinner on the ship, and then dance in the moonlight. Oh, moonlight. Oh, minus minus the part where you die. Yeah, and minus... Where is it? 
Um, and uh, and maybe even sing together. Oh my! Oh wow! That I. Can't but sing. I mean, only if you uh, want to. I'm very op very open. I don't want to. Uh, can't read pursue? that word. Pursue. Pursue you into oh pressure. Pressure. Pressure you into doing anything you don't want to do, and if you don't, I might. My I might also wait. Cursive. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit hard to read. Yeah. Um, also, uh, she's diagnosed with bipolar, bipolar disorder. disorder. <laughs> oh my. Oh no. So uh, I might. I might l- love love it. it. <laughs> I want to tell you about Ben to the. I'll just read it how I'm reading it. Out to the mysterious sick word of a homicidal seven times, and I want was I saying, oh well. Yep, me too. <laughs> uh, it's Christmas season, and it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't want to come visit Texas. I want to come visit Texas for Christmas. Maybe I'll come to Ryan and say hi. Okay, how do you know where I go to school? <laughs> Hold, okay. hold on. What does it say at the end? From Lincoln, New Jersey. New, new <laughs> From Lincoln, Nebraska. Nebraska, New Jersey. <laughs> new Jersey doesn't... Whatever. From Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. That's a... That's a place. It's not real. And I know people have been... I went on Google Maps and I did not see it. So, uh... Just want to tell people that. That was a really weird letter. Um, also, uh, if you're going to write fan letters to Joey in the future... Uh, please, don't write them in cursive. Yes. Preferably print. Even though I can I can write cursive, I just suck at reading. So, uh, yeah. That was an interesting letter. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really know what to say to it. But uh, thank you for enjoying my show, I guess. And um, that was Tegan Bowden. Uh, yes, it was. With uh, Joey Duhon, who is, who is I. And uh, that was the mojo, and I hope you guys have a great week, and uh, stay strong during finals, and um, we'll, uh, I'll be back with some mojo next week, you know what I'm saying? See so, you uh, next Monday. Oh yes, yeah, see you guys next Monday.